0: You ready? We are live, yo. I don't mind leaving that little little chatter beforehand. (laughs) (laughs) It ain't nothing. Oh, shoot. And here we go. Yo, welcome everyone to episode number eight of Jumping Down the Rabbit Hole. With uh, the cat in the hat, Michael Andrew style architects. What up, what up? And Mr. Mis- it, Mr. Misfit, Adrian Harris. Um, just to give you guys a backup, uh our podcast is recorded documentation of creative conversations that Michael Andrew and I have. We have some really weird conversations. To put everyone uh, on the official disclaimers, we are not underneath the influence of any substances <laughs> while recording this podcast. Not today. <laughs> um, during, the pod- during this podcast, we're going to touch base on all facets of creativity each week and bring you guys some creative topics and jump down the rabbit holes as we explore those topics. Uh, at the end of each episode, we leave our listeners a post-it note, like our lingering thoughts. And so with that out the way, let's get this shit started. We are sitting here on the week. We're in a new studio, i.e. my dining room. <laughs> so we're going to get this started. The Olympics popped off this week. The Winter Olympics. The Winter Olympics. And so, let's rewind a little bit. Yo, we made it eight episodes. We don't have our sound effects yet. Eight episodes. And, Michael Andrew, what have you not done in life eight times? School.
1: You, um, you, ain't, you ain't you Did ain't I do school
0: eight, eight, eight
1: times? You ain't mean, go through eight grades. Like I did go through eight grades, but like you went through eight grades. I did go through eight grades. Sorry, mom. Um, I did I did go through eighth grades. Um, what haven't I done eight times? Um, that's gonna be a hard one. What haven't yep. I done eight? What have you? What have you not done eight times? I have not been international more than eight times. Yeah. Oh, I definitely haven't done that either. That's <laughs> no so. I haven't completed eight triathlons yet. Like I mean, it's it's. Yeah, see, my, my I'm sorry, my goals are not that ambitious for triathlons. But the weird part is, I think I've had eight iPhones. I think <laughs> i might have... <laughs> no, nah, I think so. I haven't had eight iPhones. I think I've had six. I think I've done six because I stuck with uh with my sidekick a little too long. Oh, come on.
0: so wait, oh. you never had the first gen? I had the first gen. Oh man, you slipped. You're not an original. You're not an OG. I'm, okay. not an OG. <laughs> not an OG. I'm not an OG. You're
1: not OG. I think I still have my sidekick when the first gen came out and I was going to rock with T-Mobile till the wheels fall off and then then I was going to get like an iPod, I think, and so I didn't get that first gen and then the second one I think I came I came after it and was like Apple all day every day and I got sucked into the cult. So, dang, what else or other things have I not done? Um I haven't gone to eight concerts. No, me and you both. I, I'm 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 slipping on my concert game. I've not gone to
0: eight concerts. I've been wanting to go. Like I I'll be honest with you, I'm waiting. I wanna go see Bruno Mars and Cardi B in Nashville. Cause okay. they're not coming to Atlanta. Which really? is, which I think is dope. Which I think is dope because it gets I get a reason to travel to Nashville.
1: Okay. So to, I'm gonna see Bruno Mars and Cardi real. B. Um you know. I'm gonna have to go to uh we're gonna end up down this rabbit hole. I'm gonna to have to go see Big Crit and Psyhy, the Prince, come April. I'm gonna go see
0: Big Crit. I wasn't a, I wasn't fully aware of Big Crit's status until this last album.
1: I mean, it took me a while too. Like <laughs> Crit, we're sorry, future future friend, friend of the pod. I hope. Um, Crit, we're sorry. I knew you for production a little <laughs> bit, but I did not know you as the amazing MC that you are. Um. So yeah, I haven't done that. I haven't gone to eight uh first day premieres. I've never been like premieres like like movie premieres. Oh my g. The first day, like when Black Panthers comes out and this week. And I'm not going to that first day premiere. Don't like, judge me. When, when, I'm when, going. When, so
0: wait, let's define first day. Are you talking about first day like? the Thursday night show at like 1130. I'm talking about like Friday
1: or either one I haven't like, there's been days like, like this black Panther. I'm not going to on the day of like, this is going to be too ridiculous. Everything is sold out here. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm mad at myself. I think I got to
0: fire my (laughs) co-host. No, I'm mad (laughs) at myself that
1: I didn't, I didn't get my, didn't get my ticket, but everything sold out. Um, but I will be there for the first weekend. I will make sure that my ticket sales go to this first weekend. Smash. So I don't been, tell me I'm, anything. I'm seeing that. it on Friday, and there's a 80%
0: chance I'm gonna see it on Monday. Just for back. No, I mean some people are like, hey, you know, um, some people are like, hey, we want to play hooky. Okay. I was like, I'm down for that. Like 3:50 show, like on a Monday. Bet. Tickets. Double sales. Doubling down. So, um, we are episode eight. Episode eight. Week of the Olympics started, the Winter Olympics. And, Michael Andrew, what Olympic sport would you
1: compete in, both Summer Olympics and Winter Olympics, if you could? Any sport. So, yeah. So, of course, my go-to is going to be basketball for summer. Um, Play basketball up until my freshman year in college. Um, So, I think that would be fun. But, you know, like, low-key, don't nobody judge me. I think I would want to do, like, the ribbon. Just because I think it's I think it would be like something cool, <laughs> the ribbon or the like, little rings. I'm gonna get completely last place, but I would do that. Um, uh, for the for the summer. Um, for the winter, it would definitely be the um the curling. The curling. Just because I don't, that just always looks intriguing to me. Um, and maybe maybe the loose the 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 luge but i'd be the slowest person there because like my feet would be you, down the whole you time you can't
0: fight <laughs> you like, can't fight gravity
1: the the feet would be down the yeah. whole time like man you need to pick, pick your feet up they would have been like he you're not gonna you're not gonna play so, look i finished
0: as long as i finished well, she looked like kim kardashian sorry interrupting we got the olympics playing in the background she looked like kim kardashian and she actually had a really good performance
1: okay i see
0: but um and she's canadian Me, if I had to go back and do winter Olymp winter Olympics, definitely bobsled. So you need a team. Right. You need a team, okay. But they got the four man and the two man. Okay. So definitely
1: bobsledding and definitely speed skating. Yeah, so we had this conversation about speed skating. I don't think you really want that. Like I don't think you're really about that. Like the for the amount of low to the ground yep. positioning that you have to have, the the stress that that puts on your knees.
0: I mean, I, you got to be built for it, but yo, that is so smooth it. though, yo. Like, I'm not built for And it's anymore. quick. I'm it's, not it's, for it's, that. it's so smooth and it's quick. And for summer, uh, I'm an aspiring athlete, so I, I obviously, you know, be, being an Olympic athlete would be pretty dope. But I really think I would be surprisingly a, a gymnast. Like on the rings.
1: I can see you on the rings.
0: That's oh, I on, on, on the, rings, on the like, rings, like on the rings.
1: So. Holding it. <laughs> Holding it. I can see you going there.
0: So let's, let's get into this episode. Uh, we are trying to maintain our time here. Episode 8, we call this episode the blank canvas. Why? Because we are starting with a blank canvas. Episode 8, we're going to ask our listeners and ourselves if you can create anything. What would that, anything, what would it be? And so, Michael Andrews prepared. So, <laughs> I'm him. Michael Andrews, if you could create
1: anything in the world, what would it be? So, I, I said that I wasn't going to really put this out. And I'm not going to go into super depth about it. But you and I have had the conversation of me creating a town that is completely. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That is completely – that's Adrian slamming his hand (laughs) on this uh, table, and it fell apart um, right after that. Uh, But, yeah, so we've we've had a conversation about um, a town that's completely vertical. I'm not going to speak and go into details about that, um, but a completely vertical and self-sustaining town where I would um, be able to bring people who have been convicted of crimes that are nonviolent, um into into the fold and basically reformulate that town with the families and those people um and we would deal with you know some some of those issues that that come along with that so sports team you would have a you know a store the 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 mom and pop you know discount store that you come in that would be like a
0: general store a
1: general store um the gas station, all those different types of things. Would you um, would
0: you allow Amazon to put a store in your town? No.
1: Amazon is not allowed. <laughs> would Amazon be allowed to deliver to your town? Amazon would not be allowed to deliver to your town for a little while. Not for a little while. Not no Apple long. store? No Apple store. Um and we have I mean we so have So no name, no name brands like No, I mean we I mean we would have some no name brands. No Bilo, like it would be no, nobody, no, no, no walmart, no, walmart no, no but i mean part of that would be because we would we would kind of want to get back to the basics um and like i said just because the medium for how that would be sustained um we may not need a lot of the things that we that we would typically go to those those different areas for um but yeah a town that's completely self-sustained um and bringing back families together so like Uh, One of the things that we talked about for how that infrastructure would work is having tiny houses um, that are going to be able to equip smaller families um, and then counseling sessions for, you know, these families to to be reintegrated into society. Um, So, yeah, that's that's my main thing that I would want to incorporate. I was inspired by. by a gentleman who's done that before in a foreign country, and it's been extremely amazing to see how what that infrastructure looks like, um, and the amount of the amount of revenue stream that you can create, as well as just the community that you can really create in this space. So that's that's mine. What would yours be? So let's work, no, I want
0: to workshop this a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. We're not going to mine A because I'm not prepared yet. B. <laughs> So, uh, when you talk about tiny houses, or is this something like they're going to be prefab? Because no one really knows this, but Sears. Mm-hmm. Sears sold houses, like a kit. You buy it, mm-hmm. it gets dropped off, you got some tools, you put the shit together.
1: So, they had IKEA for houses.
0: Yes, okay. <laughs> IKEA for houses. And being a builder is very doable. Like, I'm surprised that we haven't continued to go down that path mm-hmm. of prefabrication. It's more of a lean process, it's more efficient, yeah. it is more cost effective. When you, because also you're removing a, a huge amount of the waste, because that's where a lot of it comes in is like your the, the time on site. You know, you buy a two by four, two by four comes in 10 feet, but you only need six, mm-hmm. that four feet of waste. And so there, it controls your waste. Is, is that something you're thinking of when you're talking about the tiny house? It would be more of like a kit, or is it something like more of something that is more you're still building these tiny houses and there's a business that is self sustained? In the
1: town that builds the tiny houses for the town well I think starting out for cost cost-effective mm-hmm. purposes you know our first our first iteration of that probably would be prefabricated but it'd be awesome if somebody said you know I really enjoy putting these houses together do you mind if I take some some artistic license um, some architectural license and figure out some ways for us to build upon this so let, let me get this right because this sounds like Monopoly but it's not really <laughs>
0: When, I, when you said tiny houses, that's immediately what came into my eye. With the little green ones. And it's like I'm one of them. Put my house on here. <laughs> you all meet so, so, like, so someone comes in and says, hey, we're going to move to this town. And mm-hmm. I know the town doesn't have a name. And I'm like looking for you to have a name. Wakanda. <laughs> no. I... <laughs> you can't say things like that if you're not going out on opening day. <laughs> but so you go and you would say, hey, we're going to move to this town. And they would come see you or your team.
1: Oh, the team, yeah,
0: right. And then say, Hey, we have you know, we got ten thousand dollars. I got a family of four, mm. and we just want to make this work. How, if, if you know that process, kind of walk through that process. Is there a pre approval? Is it like college? Is it like college loans? Like, Hey, we, we send you a postcard, you know, we, we out here stalking you on Instagram, and we like, Hey, we send you a DM. Hey,
1: this you know, here's this code. Show up at this, <laughs> these, at this, coordinates. At these <laughs> coordinates. If you can figure out the coordinates, you have a place, right? Um, no, so. First and foremost, again, we, because we would be working with, um, we would be working with ex-cons, and I don't like saying that word, but people who are, are newly released from prison. What we would actually be looking for is some um, government su- subsidies from that, um, just to get them on their feet, mm-hmm. uh, initial, uh, an initial uh, introduction, if you will. Um, and these would be people, again, who have shown themselves um, approved. In in their time, so that they have something where they can immediately go to a space where they're going to be um, they're going to be able to have a set amount of hours that they have begun to invest in to their their home um, and into their to their space, and then we would be looking for um, the uh, subsidy initially to go ahead and get them started, and then from there. Um, what they would end up doing is building up, building equity, sweat equity into either the house or the business that they were looking, um, they were looking into. So it wouldn't be free, uh, free labor, but it would be a space where they were making investments and then everything else is provided for them. Instead of it being three square meals a day, that was some slop, right? <laughs> we would have a, um, we would have a full, um, service. Uh, community garden, um, where right, you could right. take what you need. Um,
0: and... Whoa, whoa, whoa. take what you need, or is it? So is it like yo know, take what you need, or does everyone have a? Because like don't take what you need, and you out here 350 pounds obese. No disrespect to obese people, yeah. but if you are obese, I have a theory. I did a thesis on curing obesity. It's a little jump, outdated data right now. We're gonna jump down that rabbit <laughs> hole. Coming soon. But it, or or would it, would it be? You know, rationalized to because of that because of that option of like we we today as humans will eat as much as we're given. If we yeah. we're given a full pie of pizza, we will try to eat that entire pie. Of I've pizza.
1: done this before.
0: And so, or, or but if we're given a personal pan, we would be just as satisfied. Yeah. With those with those uh, with the personal pan. And so the question is like, would it be some type of I don't say a stipend, but some type of regulation based on your family household? You don't need six yams. You need four.
1: Yeah, yeah I think that it would be a conversation, um, and, and Adrian always does this like I haven't thought this deeply into it, but this is the idealist in me. Um, but, yeah, it's, I think that it would be a great um, – it, it would be something to think about um, when it comes to taking what you need because, again, um, three or four uh, for the person who only needs statistically three yams, but you got a kid who is a growing teenager who eats more than the standard ration. I know mm-hmm. I did. Um, then it may be uh, a little bit different. And I have um, seen certain studies where people who have access to the things that they need, like if you have free you know, free items um, on the street that people can gain access to, the majority of people are not taking advantage of that system. Um, yeah. Because they understand the effects that it will have on the rest of their community, so um, that would be something that we may test out okay. and see see what the response is um, in that in that space. But yeah, I would we would want to to keep everything kind of in house okay. so that we could foster even more jobs for the people who are going to maintain the garden and things of that nature.
0: So while while Mike Landry was doing all that, I explained, I was doing some research because we don't have an intern yet. And I did research the old school way. I got up, walked over to the bookcase, pulled a book out, went through my my notes, and there's a couple of programs out there for ex-cons and ex-prisoners. And, awesome. Um, and one of them is the the PEP or PEP program for ex, ex, ex-prisoners. And 2010, there was something called Defy Ventures, which generated over $13 million oh, awesome. income for ex-offenders. Or entrepreneurs in training. That's awesome. Which Gary Vee, future friend of the pod, said He loves the mindset of a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. They're they, like they are true entrepreneurs. Yeah. And we'll take one and leverage them because they have that skill set. And so those are the two programs I just wanted to put out there because these are really good. The the book that I referenced everyone. um, The Misfit Economy. Of course, I would have and own this book. It's a it's a really interesting book too. But so a town, a whole like so. What's the time frame on this? What's what's are we talking? Are we talking like this town? So you you can make like I said, you're you're at the point where all your excuses are removed. There isn't a there isn't you know the land is purchased. Where well let's talk about that first. Where where would this be? Like is this is this in upstate New York? No, okay. hell, hell no. Um, but <laughs> so, there's four seasons.
1: Yeah, no, hell no. Um, this is gonna be. It's actually in a southern region. Um, that I've been looking at because towns can be purchased here for less than um two million dollars uh, if you're if you strategize it right. Um, if you le- if you leverage it right. Um, so it'd be a southeastern region. Also for the product that we would be creating. Um, it would be perfectly conducive for for that. Because you, um, you, you want to farm, you want to farm essentially everything across the board. Yeah, we, wanna, we want and we want to uh, to leverage that, yeah. Okay. Livestock gonna be out there. Like, some, we got some livestock. Like I get some curry goat. If I can, I, I, I can I get yeah. some curry
0: goat. But, come I mean, you, you would make
1: it like unless we had <laughs> one or two West Indians. Um, but yeah, so live livestock just because of their benefits and and a lot of other ways that uh, people usually look at it for sustenance. Mm-hmm. But there's also fertilizer, there's also um, other elements that, that livestock can actually create um, and help them balance out an ecosystem that we just take for granted um, a lot of times.
0: Okay, okay. So, one other, a couple more questions. So, we were talking about time frame. Yes, I am really. We are talking about time frame. Um, and I'm really just buying time. <laughs> as I, <laughs> as build. he tries to figure <laughs> out his like As I build it. So, time frame. So, are, are we talking... You know, day one, like you were given the land, you got the deed to the land. Are we talking, like, are we seeing people in there in the next 20 years? Is it, is it, it not, is it not even a time frame as far as like years, or is it like, hey, the first generation of the town is it like that, where it's generational, like, hey, by the third generation, we should be at, you know, 40% capacity with increasing the capacity another hundredfold, yeah, because we know by the fourth generation that that is going to be, that just made me think about something. You really got to take in consideration the generational growth. Yeah. Like, which is all over the place now because at one point people were having, families are getting smaller on one scale and bigger in other scales. So, like, there's families, especially urban families, are like, we got one. We're doing this one shot. And then you got families like we were watching Fixer Upper the other day. And they get ready to do number five. Yeah. And his people were like, look, I, you know, like DJ Envy, he got five, and I think he wants a six. He said he wants he wants uh he wants ten. 10 he wanted he yeah. want, he
1: want he want he want a basketball team. He want a basketball team and and with a, whole, a with the bench.
0: Right. Like yeah, we've been playing <laughs> five or five in my driveway all day long. Like
1: I, I'm not built. For that. A small a small football team. <laughs> right. A small yeah, football team. Yeah. They, they play offense and defense, but you got. It. Um. No, I think that so first and foremost, again because of this basis being the the prison industrial complex like the fact that we would have two things that I was thinking about which you've still been kind of like just wrestling with on um, time frame it would be as soon as we had enough of these individuals um, scheduled to get out within mm-hmm. that region um, to start relocating to the town now again this would be something that would be four year's out so we would right. start we would start scouting who is performing adequately who seems to have psychological the psychological awareness mm-hmm. to, to transition right. um effectively. So you're,
0: you're gonna review, you're gonna interview you're gonna you first you're gonna survey you're gonna poach you're gonna stalk Yep. stalking has such has such a negative conversation but that's what you're gonna do you're, you're, gonna, gonna, you're gonna scout them yes scouting
1: and stalking are definitely necessary for me definitely
0: necessary and they're very similar in, in tactics so you're, you're gonna go out there you're gonna stalk you're gonna Get your PI out there. You're gonna be out there, like you I see you. On, you're gonna stalk a lot on on social media and or in a, in the digital realm. You're gonna find out their digital yeah. footprint.
1: Well, I mean, for them again, being being well, now we're starting to see that um, that prisoners actually got access to social media. Um, but it would be more stalking their digital footprint mm-hmm. as far as within that system, within that space of saying um, write-ups, like, because then then we would work with. Um, with prisons mm-hmm. to say yo, what, what's their, their violent, you know, their violent capacity over the last four or five years, right. if they're scheduled for release within the next four or five years. We'd be talking to their families, keeping up with their families. They would be going through psychological evaluations all while they're in, in prison.
0: Would you, would you be in this position where if someone's up for parole mm-hmm. and they have to be released into someone's custody, would you be sitting there and says, I guess you're in front of the judge, your honor, I'll take this individual under my custody.
1: Yes. And we're, that that was another thing that we were looking at while maintaining a, instead of doing halfway houses, like, cause halfway houses just haven't seemed to work. Right. Um, you would be released into the custody of this the township. Town. Right. right. And saying um, he has a job already lined up for him mm-hmm. that's going to pay this this amount of money. Um, and again this is going to be extremely ambitious so it's not something that's right around the corner because we would have yeah, to look we at the infrastructure tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we'd have to look at the infrastructure for each one of the revenues um, and the businesses that we would be be looking at so at that point you're actually opening almost 10 to 15 businesses simultaneously while also recalibrating, reformulating and reestablishing a town so An extremely ambitious um, situation, but that that um, individual would be released to the um, to the town and we would then the best that we could relocate the family to the to that position as well. So the generational situation would be as follows. We would put that person in a position to gain skills, necessary skills and um, technical abilities as well as digital um and, and computer savvy mm-hmm. abilities for that for the duration of their probation after that they would have the ability to either stay in the township um but there would be additional stipulations with that right. um or they would then have the necessary skills in order to move on um, and in those processes have people there who and again now that we're in the digital age they wouldn't necessarily have to be there but have the opportunity to continue education in entrepreneurship mm-hmm. or in a specialized field while they're on probation. So they would, out, it would almost be them going to a technical school, right? Um, as they got out and utilizing their sweat equity to foster the talent for the first few generations. After that, then we would have the necessary capital. We would have the necessary infrastructure to position them for for a long term service. So last question.
0: Promise you last question. So <laughs> is there like, will there be like an integration? Would it be like a town hall meeting? Like, hey, these are the new five individuals that are entering the town. Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, offer those individuals the opportunity to engage with them. That would be a necessity that they had to engage. Like you have, because part of that conversation, again, along with the psychological evaluations, family mm-hmm. counseling, that would be, somehow stipulated where we could leverage that where they they're not having to pay even though even though that may be like a taxation that goes right back into um to the town that's one of the things that we put in there again idealistically um you're forced to interact with your society because you need to be reintroduced to what society is the village exactly um and so because of that um not so much that we'd do a town hall and introduce somebody like five people. But there might I'd, be some key people but that you might match them with. And there would be some integrators, like right? right? like Which the more that we talked about, it, the more it sounds like a cult. Somebody would be like, <laughs> yo, you formulating a cult. No, like. There'd but be we, a team, there'd be an integration team. Yes, like, to, that, to, they're, to, they're, to reintroduce you to society, like yo, let you know that you're in a safe space. You can leave after your probation mm-hmm. at any point. Here's some of the touch points, again, based on a psychological profile that we think that would be beneficial to you. We, again, prior to your, to your uh, release, you're doing another intake type of re- interview with us. What are your interests? What have you been studying? Have you been studying while you've been in prison um, so that we know how to properly place you? And then if we have a overlap or we have a, um, you know, we have too many in one section, you know, everybody's trying to go into farming. Well, we need some people who are are happy to to work in production. Um, then we'll start leveraging those spaces as well. Um, but yeah, no, you're definitely going to have to interact okay. with the society. That's not that's necessary. So,
0: I'll say this: if you, you need a resident architect, yeah, you I'll throw my you. name in the hat. I they, wouldn't mind designing some some tiny houses. And you know, Frank Lord Wright did. Uh, he did some really good, he did a couple of communities right outside in the suburb of Chicago where he was just cranking them out. Yeah. And one of my bucket list things is to buy a Frank Lloyd Wright house. It was, yeah, buy a Frank Lloyd Wright house. They're, they're not one of his major ones. Like, I would love to buy Fallen Water, but that ain't happening. And I don't think I can buy the Guggenheim. But, uh, that would be, Matter of fact, I, I, I think I could faster buy the Guggenheim than buy Fallen yeah. Water. Okay. But uh, that's one of my bucket list things. So, Michelangelo looks like he has fulfilled his canvas. Yes. Canvas is no longer blank. Turn over to Mr. Misfit. Uh, My my canvas is blank. And I'm going to go back to something that dates back to the 80s. And this has some nostalgia to it. I remember sitting in the back of my mom's sky blue Subaru wagon. Subaru. that was before Super, Subaru. Right, that was before, like, Subaru. Yeah, but what? And I remember we were going some, we were on the Pulaski Skyway, going to, I believe, Bayonne from Jersey City. And I remember seeing this flash of red outside the window. And what it was, didn't realize what it, really what it was until years later, but it was like a 1989 BMW m3 first generation
1: okay
0: so that started my infatuation, my love for for anything on four wheels and and then it grew from anything on four wheels to anything on two wheels anything speed (laughs) relief roller coasters all about it favorite part of the of a flight is a takeoff after takeoff i can go straight to sleep (laughs) okay so my if i had to create anything anything and as stupid and unproductive as it may sound (laughs) I would create a factory that could reproduce older cars from their original blueprints. An automated okay. factory. So if you wanted your 69 Lincoln Continental. Suicide door. Right with the suicide doors. On them things. You can s- spend forty <laughs> grand. Okay. You wait your 12 months. Okay. And it is fabricated to the specs with today's standards.
1: Okay. So with today's standards and you're going... Am I going to get steel or am I getting like? No, nah, you're not getting steel. <laughs> I'm not you're, getting not steel. Getting, okay. you're not getting
0: steel. You, you're not getting steel. Matter of fact, and you're not even getting aluminum. It's, it's, I would, I would foster. It would be a recyclable material. Okay. That is interwoven, so it'll be a high-performing, lighter material. Okay. So that way, your gas isn't. Because.
1: I'm gonna get that battery operated though, like. I
0: mean, that's 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 an, that's an op- You know, no, that's not an option. <laughs> As a purist, <laughs> this is wrong. As much as I care about the environment You're gonna have some you going have some some, some gas. Food. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna have some gas. But it would be it, and that's what it'd be. It'd be for people who just are wanna be stuck in it. And so what it does, it turns the antique automobile industry on upside down for the first part, but then makes it so much more exclusive in the second part. Because now it's like, Hey, you got a sixty nine Lincoln Continental. Outside they both look the same. Yours is like a newer version with all the stuff. Because yours exists, the original one is that much more valuable. Yeah. And so the, it would just be, it would be ordered. I would, you know, the the tough part would be all the licensing. hmm Because think about it, and I'm trying to cover the entire portfolio, to a certain to a certain degree. I was say like to a certain degree, but. You know how hard it would be to get plans for like car manufacturers that don't exist anymore. Yeah. Like to. Yeah. So that's the that's the hard part. That's the engineering. That would be the fun part to look at a photo and be like, how do you think they built that fender? (laughs) Like what type of headlights is in? But also the really challenging part and the really part where the engineers would foster the ingenuity and foster like innovation is okay. This car didn't have airbags before. Yeah, how are we going It needs to have airbags today. Yes, we do need to. And what it would do would be to foster a new type of air it would be that and it would start pushing the innovation because it's mm-hmm. like, hey, you know what? This if you ever rode in a old roaster, I mean an old British roaster.
1: Okay. Like, I, I haven't audience if you like have if have. you ever
0: seen like I've seen one up close. Yeah. Matter of fact, we'll take it to a little more Their first Porsche,
1: me. Mm-hmm. You know how small that joint was? Like I've seen some of their later <laughs> editions; they were small. Right, so. The current Porsche was not not fitting now, for a tall a tall gentleman.
0: Right. And so, but imagine like you got to cram all that same safety. The reason one one of the reasons why our cars are getting bigger and bigger today is because of the more and more safety aspects mm. that are being crammed into it. Part of it. Other part of it is because bigger's always seem to be better, which than continental it's a it's a, it's a it's a i believe it's flawed philosophy <laughs> but um whatever what we would be is to cramming all those safety features into mm-hmm. it and i think we would push the envelope as far as fabrication it would still require it, it's the labor force which i'm really excited about even though we still would use some automated uh technologies but it would still it would still require hand labor mm-hmm. and on top of that you're building from a vast, like the great part is you're not just sitting there building model A's. Ford, Henry Ford had a great process. Yeah. The assembly line and say, hey, this, if this guy, all he has to do is every day screw in these five bolts, you know, five bolts for every five minutes, and he does that for eight hours, he's going to be super efficient at that. He's okay. going to see the – I get all that. But I want to foster creativity. I want to foster innovation. So, therefore, you are assembling something different every day. And then on top of that, there's a crew that would – if you're you're you call it you sit down and say hey you, you want Lincoln Connell bet you want to do the, you want the black ragtop hey we got this new ragtop you don't have to worry about sun fading and all that stuff it still beads up you don't have to worry about that you want all black yes suicide doors got it you want the black chrome chrome package versus the shiny chrome package got it LEDs bet you want your white shag in there got it <laughs> you want you want the quilted black seats you sit down, you go through this whole process, you completely design. Mm-hmm. We take the deposit. Excuse me, it's a hefty deposit, 80%. percent Uh I'm not playing any games <laughs> 80%. And we start fabrication process. Mm-hmm. And at any given time, we will give you updates on that f- whole fabrication process going through. Like, it'll be pictures. I mean, it would be something like a story of how they do, like, how homes are being built. Yeah. So, and what we would do is we would take your, your requirements, and then we would hand select a team for it. And the team will be understanding – the hard part is going to be understanding like, hey, this individual that I need to put on your interior because of your specification isn't going to be free for another three months because he's working on something else. Mm -hmm. And so, But I still got to get him to join the team. And so I'm building these micro teams that are interchangeable with people from different aspects of it Mm -hmm. to follow your car through this whole 12-month process. And I say 12 months. It could be long. I would wait. I would wait 12 months for a car. I would probably wait 18 months for a car. I can see it. And so, like, it's one of those you kind of do that and just document that story. And so you roll, you go pick it up. It's sitting there on a the little turntable spinning around. You just take off the sheet and <laughs> you take <laughs> give, off the sheet. Give me the experience. <laughs> right. I just
1: dropped 80% down. Right. And I finish up my.
0: You get your keys, and I mean the, the fun part about it is that it's registered. You can insure insure it like a car today versus a car of yesterday. The hard part would be like, hey, warranties, parts, and stuff like that. So that's what's going to be hard. And part of me wants to make it look like, hey, let's just take the skin of the car and put it on the same – not necessarily frame, but have the same guts. Like every Mm -hmm. window motor should be exactly the same because that would be efficient. But then that wouldn't be genuine. Yeah, I think that –
1: first of all – this is the stuff that I deal with, with Mister Misfit, um, on an, on a frequent basis. Um, and I was also I never said to, I was going to, this was going to be profitable by. The way. De- definitely, because it's not definitely not going to be profitable at this point. It's definitely going to be a passion project. Um, but one of the other things that I was going that you may mention of that we didn't get into was the automation of it. So would this be some? You but you also had a small team. So would the automation be just in the In the creation of it. And then also with the addition of 3D printers Mm -hmm. and 3D fabrication coming leaps and bounds. It seems like every year we have some new amazing innovation.
0: So the automation would be for like raw goods fabrication. So prime example, you want a door. A door is going to have its core or its frame Mm -hmm. and it's going to have a skin on it. Mm -hmm. The fabrication of that skin and frame would be automated. Okay. The sheet you know, this high performance sheet metal that is not aluminum, mm-hmm. something else. Haven't quite figured that part out, but it's something else
1: that no, is, that is re- steel.
0: recyclable, right? No steel <laughs> that cut out would be. But the actual assembly, the, the design, the physical assembly of it mm-hmm. would be. And said so there goes speed skating. Sorry, we, we look look, that's that's the that's the one I wanna do. Not the not the one that the other chick did. Yeah, I'm not about none of that. I'm- okay. Back, back to the episode. So, what what that would do is that, it, that would be the automation part of it. The 3D printing would be for, if you look at, if you ever taken apart a car, like if you took a door panel off a car, there's all those little clips and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Those things would be 3D printed because that's something you can say, hey, this is what the panel goes on this door. We need 80 of these clips for it. Lincoln got, you know, four suicide doors and whatnot. Yeah. Excuse me, only two technically two suicide doors, but it's four sets of doors. Yeah. There. So those clips and stuff like that would be we would maximum we would leverage technology okay. with the three D printing on that before And then the team, this factory can produce the my the thought process, this factory will produce multiple cars at multiple times. Mm. And so I'm playing a little bit of a quarterback here or co- head coach. I have this play that I need to execute. This sixty nine or sixty eight Lincoln Continental with these specifications. What is the best team to execute this? Mm-hmm. Who's available? Needs and availability constantly on a constant basis in mm-hmm. the logistics. The other hard part is logistics of actual materials coming in Yeah. the machine, like rubber, plastic, 3D printers, glass. Yeah. This definitely not going to be profitable. Like it's no that no parts <laughs> profitable. That was last last episode we talked about building blocks. Uh, what's the name of the episode? Episode seven where we had two business ideas that were profitable. These are pipe dreams. These are actual dreams like hey, you know, actually mine's more of a pipe dream. Michael Andrews is definitely profitable and doable. Mine is one of those if I'm like <laughs> if I'm on Elon Musk status and just I, because, I got just put money money on the
1: on the quiet side, we're not making any money over this. Don't <laughs> right. enter, don't ask for this. Um so yeah, that, I think that that'd be a an ama- I'd, I'd buy one of those cars, definitely. Um, so that's on the grand scale. I do want to have a conversation, which we didn't talk about this in pre-production, but I think it would be extremely beneficial for our listeners. Well, here we go. We freestyling. Just a little bit. Like um, drop the beat. <laughs> See how you come off the top of the dome. But that's a grand scale, right? It's a grandiose right. scale. What are? Let's talk about a few tips that we could um help our listeners with. When it comes to them waking up with a blank canvas, or th- them starting off the year, as it still is the first quarter, still the new year, um, and creating a or, or starting to paint on their blank canvas, um, what are some things for some people who may may not want to have a town, but they do want to create a digital community? Right. Um, you know, we just started this YouTube. I mean, this uh, this podcast, not a YouTube. I was saying we got a YouTube. <laughs> You're, we got you YouTube. I mean you know that you it's, know it's, that right it's, there it's coming.
0: we're gonna start doing we're gonna start doing Instagram live yeah we're gonna start doing the episodes Instagram live
1: so and even in, in those different types of situations where we are building community where we are creating and cultivating tribes and um these these interactions mm-hmm. what what's what are some tips that you would provide for our listeners on how to begin painting on their blank canvas so there's a couple of things that come to mind when you say that so one of them is you
0: have to at least know what the end picture is supposed to look mm-hmm. like. And I'll, I'll keep using the metaphors that we're using with canvas and painting. You need to understand what the end picture is supposed to look like. And then I would suggest, and this works for me, is fall in love with the process of getting to that. Mm-hmm. Not Don't fall in love with the end product. Fall in love with that process. And then once you become infatuated with that process and you – You love that process. You'll continue to think, act, do, evaluate, and repeat. Mm -hmm. You'll continue to evolve. You'll continue to improve it. And so... So we say that again. Think, act, act, do. Think, act, do. Well, excuse me. It's think, act, evaluate, do, repeat. Okay. So what it is is that you, you think about it, you act on it, you evaluate those two steps... You redo the you know you kind of do you make your adjustments and then you repeat the whole process again Mm -hmm. and so what that does is that it you're constantly refining the process you're constantly refining so it's one of those i i use this and i'll make another analogy when i was learning that when i found a recipe i would cook it five days in a row Mm, okay and just continue to like hammer like and understanding that the end result would be that much better if I understood the process mm-hmm. and I and I really focused in on the process yep. one of one of my businesses that uh I am looking to start here in the probably next couple of years is Ninja Chopped That's <laughs> you heard it at first don't don't take don't take the idea Ninja Chopped is a is a, is a salad-based company and nin, Ninja Chopped is just funny it came up out of frustration honestly but one of the things I continue to think about is not necessarily the end result. Not There's customer satisfaction. There's all those things going on in the food service business. Mm-hmm. There's all those things you're thinking about. But one of the things I am herring to and thinking about all of my experiences, all of my experiences with construction, all my experiences in the design aspect, mm-hmm. is that process from when that order is put in to when that order is done. Yeah. That process in between and having that process run like a well-oiled machine mm-hmm. and constantly evaluating that process and making tweaks and finding out what works, finding out what doesn't work, getting rid of the waste, yeah. um, and you, you'll be excited about this. Complete sidebar. So the thought process with Ninja Chop is that Ninja Chop was serve as a headquarters for ATL Juice Box. ATL Juice Box will be... Juicing and smoothies. Mm-hmm. So the remains, the remnants from the juicing, okay. would end up being the falafel served in the in the chop. I saw I saw that and I was like, yes, that that that's sense. what we're gonna do. Okay, that is exciting. So let's come out of that rabbit hole yes. into the one that we were talking about as far as that process. And that's where, if you ever, what was the guy who did the painting on on PBS? You know. Um, Bob Ross. Bob Ross, right? Like that,
1: like that. It's okay if you make a mistake.
0: Bob, Bob, Bob Ross, he always Bob Rossy talked about the process, and he was so charismatic about that process. Yeah. Like, hey, we need to put the trees here. Yeah. That's yeah. what it sounded like. <laughs> we, when we get some real post production, like we are gonna put the sound effects in there. But he always looked at that process. Yeah. And it, so that's kind of like you're in the forest. You don't necessarily know. Your path, but you're mm-hmm. cutting through it fast. So you're headed in that direction. Yeah. So that's what I would recommend to individuals. Like when you wake up in the morning, it's not about the end goal. Like I, I, I Gary Vee, This is the second time I mentioned him in this episode. He always said like, Hey, if you put a monetary value on your goal, you're you're already gonna lose. Yeah. Because prime example, someone says, I want to make a million dollars. Okay, great. Here's a million dollars. What now? Yeah. It's like, oh, I never really. So you're, you're shooting for a goal, but if you fall in love with the process, you fall in love with the actual act of. And uh, President Obama, he did that. He fell in love with the work. Yeah. And his in the results. We usually don't talk politics on this, but you fall in love with the process, and the results will take care of themselves.
1: Yeah, I and mean, so, I mean it's not politics because we're not going to get into. So think about like, prime example.
0: Basketball, because Michael, Michael Andrew basketball. Jordan was extremely competitive individual.
1: Yeah, still, still, still is, still
0: is, <laughs> right. But he fell in love with practice, mm. and he worked
1: practice like it was a game. Practice? We talking about no, practice. practice? We talking about <laughs> AI? We love you. That, that you'll never live that down though. So and so
0: that produced the end results, like mm. the practice of it produce the end results and that's one of the things is one of the the sad I won't say the saddest moments of my life but one of the like downer days for me being a triathlete is race day like it's I'm solo. pumped a little bit but then I'm realized like it's All right, if I race today like I can't really go back to training the next day like I gotta wait and I'm like what am I do like I almost want to say like you know what I'm just gonna train and never race. But then there was defeat, like, yeah, it's, this, the it's, this, it's this weird battle going on inside me. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I just want to just train and not compete. What the hell's the point of training and not compete? Yeah. <laughs> like, at least, at least know, like, so, and that's the, that is that part where it's the, you, you do, you evaluate and you react. Mm-hmm. And so, I need to start looking at the race as an evaluation. Yeah. And i I've, start, I've started to get to that point. The thing is, it's such a, like, you got to. It's not the same race next time. Yeah. So that's the hard. hard part. So it's one of those, I have a full year. So like the races I did last year, I'm not racing them again that same year. I had to wait a full 12 months to come back around yeah. and do it. So that, that that would be my advice to, anyone, to know, anyone who wakes up with a blank canvas. And I think we all should wake up with a blank canvas and with a fresh start to the day and a fresh look at the day. Yeah. And fall in love with the process. Fall in love with the work. As 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 Charlemagne says in his book, as I finish, learn to fall in love with the process of putting the weed in the bag. <laughs> okay. That's what, that's a direct quote from Charlemagne's book, which is a direct quote from a, a really great movie Belly, uh, by a really you know quote by a really great rapper Dmx. Dmx. You know, learn how to put the weed in the bag and fall in love with that process. Like understand what that process is, mm. and the end results will take care of themselves. And the great part about it is that. You have a picture. That picture is going to constantly change and refine mm-hmm. and get better or tweak and pivot as you fall, fall in love with that process. As you refine and say, Hey, you know what? This is not right. We need to go back and look at this. And you tweak it, you pivot as you start to massage and you you perfect it. And all of a sudden, you look at it like, Yeah, that's not what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But that's ten times better than what it was. Yeah. And so that's like the you know that's like the whole prime example. You're a writer. Proofreading. That's all we're doing is proofreading and editing. Yeah. Like, just like, if we were to go out, prime example, if we were to go out and I was like, hey, I need to redo, closet burn down, I need to redo everything, and say, 10 grand, we are gonna go out and do this all in one shot. I, I would come across with things, but it wouldn't be as good as if I spent five years yeah. slowly editing and pro- acquiring and
1: procuring, you know, a, a new closet, so... Yeah. No, I think that that's, uh, that's extremely powerful and, and beneficial. Um, so I think that. Uh, so I think that. We're, we're just checking on the time, guys. We're right about 50 minutes. Okay. So mine's going to be a little bit simpler um, just for something when it comes to creating your blank canvas, and that is going to be understanding your medium. And, or your media oh, okay you know okay what I'm saying? okay
0: I, I like that i, I didn't
1: <laughs> i'll be honest i did not think that
0: that was like something okay understanding your,
1: your media and your medium and that goes into two two different spaces understanding the meaning behind what you're doing like does it have what's your why um in certain situations simon Sinek, if you ever listen to him that that why conversation is such an important Element that we don't think about because it actually drives the process, it actually drives the motivation behind the process so that we can say, All right, I'm gonna keep on going. But, um, but so you want to understand your, your medium or your media in that space because also, Gary V, friend of the pod, I'm gonna I'm quote him as well saying that, especially in today's society, everything that we're doing is a media company, so whether you're a non profit. Um, and that's your why, whether you are profit driven and that's your why, whether it's your small family, like you still have to en- entertain, educate, um, enrich, and draw people into your story. Um, that's one of the reasons why Style Architects, you know, the brand has been so focused on storytelling because that story is the thing that's going to actually drive and pull people into to your, your space. Um, the other side of that is really understanding your media. Um, there's a lot of great painters out there who are terrible sculptors. Like, they t- just not going to perform terrible. in that space. Um, and there's a lot of sculptors who, you know, are terrible abstract artists because their minds don't think in those in those veins. Uh, and there's a lot of people who just could not do traditional elements of art who create amazing works of art um, through their own personal expression. So part of this could be simply staying in your lane and understanding that that you're not supposed to be everything to everybody. I was listening to Tim Ferriss, a future, future friend of the pod. You want Tim on the pod? I want Tim on the pod. Tim, I want you on the pod. I'm speaking it into existence. Oh, um, Gary, I want you more on the pod than he wants Tim on the pod. This is probably true, but Tim, I still want you on the podcast. We will create this competition. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who we can get first, but Tim had a great um, conversation on his recent post that he was talking about on how to build popular podcasts, which is our goal to create a wonderfully um, valuable uh, podcast for you guys. And one of the things that he was talking about was um, how he is utilizing, um, I lost my train of thought. We were talking just about, um, this has never happened before on, this is going to happen again though. Um, But one of the things that we were talking about when he was uh, driving that home was to create a, um, was it a platform or create a, to create a a, a culture and um, a focus because what Mm -hmm. he said that he wants to do is he wants to only, uh, on this was on the blogging side, he only wants to create a blog that is like powerful and like like amazing for 10% of the people okay so only 10% of that but he wants to do that over the the course of the 12 months so he said by theory if I'll create 10 posts at some point you're going to be the person who goes crazy over whatever his post is posted right um and so staying in your lane within that space is saying yo I'm not going to be everything to everybody for the longest time I first and foremost I feel like I have a pretty good sense of humor um but a lot of people when I was moving on Instagram or moving on to my YouTube channel were saying, You need to be the funny guy and I'm like, I'm not a comedian. That's not my it's not my move. And so when I did that and it wasn't true to form, it comes off and shows up as inauthentic. It's like you being a great artist, um, who knows how to paint. Um, or looking at Vincent van Gogh If you ever pay attention to his work Went very early on as an impressionist mm-hmm. He was this amazing painter Like I'm talking about amazing Like the the impressionism that he could create Was one of the most beautiful pieces mm-hmm. of work That you may have seen as a teenager But by the time he's a fully adult And, and, and developed um, artist His stuff aesthetically makes no sense you're like what why is the ear all the way at the top of the head that doesn't make any sense but he fostered and created and cultivated a completely new aspect of artistry and so what you'll find is is if you stay in your lane you really cultivate your own awareness and understanding of yourself that you'll really begin to impart a a different type of, of perspective um On on that space. And so knowing your medium, knowing your media is going to drive a completely different um, experience and it will create a tribe um, of people that ultimately want to be around you and that will effectively cause a a shift in social and um, global dynamics.
0: Can we workshop this one for a little bit? There were two things that you said that I. I want to make one as a statement, one as a rabbit hole. We're going to venture a little further down. Okay. One is that you said about artists and creatives. So I don't consider myself an artist. Okay. Because I can't paint, and that's what my definition of an artist was. Okay. Like, I am not of the liberal arts.
1: Okay. <laughs> like, I'm creative, but I'm not of the liberal arts. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's so a, that's a very important distinction, though. Distinction. But one of the things
0: that I wanted to dig a little deeper on. Was something that you said regarding staying in your lane, mm-hmm. and how now we have people who it was always said, and you correct, you can well, I'm gonna hint you this, and you're gonna be able to say.
1: Throw the alley. To, to the right line. here's here's
0: the alley. Don't be a jack of all trades and master of none. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that so? I, I got the quote right. Yeah. Right. Well. So I'm, yeah. That's that's the. That's I, the I was uh, listening to Mike Landon when he said it. <laughs> and so. It seems to be that with our excessive our our access to more information to more knowledge we're becoming the we're becoming a global well we are a global world but we're becoming more globally in with everyone else like we are now speaking with people who are you know halfway across the world which 20 years ago we didn't even know they existed and so we find people going wider versus going deeper mm-hmm. and I want to make the correlation with going deeper with staying, in, your, especially with your content mm-hmm. going deeper, staying, staying in your lane and that's the analogy of staying deep stay on that point, mm-hmm. stay on that groove and dig down deep, yeah. double down and one of the things that that people say is like when you have, when you have the wind in the hand, you double up like, yes. you, you, you double down. And so that's an encouragement to all the creators out there. If you have a lane and you find your groove, go deeper into that. Go deeper into that business. Go deeper into if you're in painting and you have that niche, stay there. Don't broaden your strokes to say, hey, you can always dabble. Continue to taste things. I'm always, uh, I always encourage any of the creators out there to continue to taste everything. Mm-hmm. I'm still in that mode of tasting things but also trying to find my lane which i think i found it. now i'm trying to narrow it down and then go deeper and that was a business strategy that i pitched to my company was that wait hey we have these existing clients let's forget all the new ones unless there's strategic pursuits that you want to go after mm. If it's like, hey, I want to work with, this is no parts of the record, the name I'm getting raised, to, I got to put the disclaimer okay. out there that we are not pursuing this client as a company. <laughs> but if it was like, hey, we want to pursue Porsche, and that is a strategic move, like, hey, we are going to set up a team, we're going to be very methodical about it, in two years, Porsche is going to be our client. Mm-hmm. That's one thing, then, being a the rabbit dog, chasing the bouncing ball all over the place. Yeah. But then you... Term and you look at your existing clientele and i even suggested this to michael andrew like you have your existing clientele and they're with you like hey you're there go deeper into them like find out more like how can how can i help you that much more and and i'll stay on the concept because you and i sitting here talking with your with your style clients and say like hey you know what we did your closet you you closet straight like we, we got you out here looking good you know your wife can't keep her hands off you. You out here getting promotion and everything, but let's go deeper. And I'm yeah. like, what? "What? My closet's good. Let's get into your skincare. Yeah. Let's get into your your hygiene uh, habits. Let's get into the maintenance of those items now. Now you purchase. And I think that's where I think people are missing out on.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that one of the things that, that you made mention of that a lot of people, again, don't don't delve a little deeper into is the fact that we have more access to information, but we don't have more access to understanding. Um, understanding requires time. Okay. <laughs> understanding is going, is going to require time to sit with something. To be a critical thinker, you actually have to be able to not only take in the information, but process it. Um, and I think that a lot of us are so quick to take in information Without mm-hmm. actually sitting with it and critically thinking about it, and criti- and criti- understand to critique something is to look at it um in various different in various different lights. Not our look own. at it through a prism. Yeah. that's the best way. I, that's the way I was told in school. To critique something is to look at it through a prism. Exactly. And so because of that, um, it's it's a difficult thing because we're inundated and it's not anybody's fault. Um, but we're inundated with so much information and clickbait right now. So now we hang on. A sentence instead of missing the page, um, and so that becomes problematic when you're really trying to obtain something. So that the reason why you know we start talking about <clears throat> that you become a, a jack of all trades and a master of none, you know, if you think about what the jack what what the jack does, the jack is not is not a higher tier type of person. He's still on the royal Fan court, word. right? But he is the entry level, mm-hmm. uh, so he. He has power, but that power is not as influential as the queen or the king or the ace in the hole or, you know, or the joker for certain people, right? right? Like, so there's still at least two other tiers up for that space. And so when I say stay in your lane, um's a great book by Gary uh, W. Keller called The One Thing um, that I read. I'm going to reread. I read it last year and I'm probably going to reread it this year. Um, and the and the the surprisingly simple truth, um, behind extraordinary results it is nothing wrong with you being good. And you can actually live a very successful life being good, being those jacks of all trades. The problem is, is that if you want to, to be extraordinary, you want to be uh, special, you want to be memorable. It requires an unyielding focus on one thing going deep we had the pleasure of watching a great um HGTV show. We're not going to pub them cuz we're not getting no revenue. Um but no, I mean put it, who, this morning? The one the couple, and I don't even remember the name to be honest with you.
0: Was it the one this I mean earlier today?
1: The te- no the the cast from um, Texas. Oh, fixer upper. Okay. Uh, I'll put it out there. Okay. HGTV. I'm, I don't I don't get free pub. But um Magnolia Farms <laughs> like I, look look we're not out here that's who we watch. But so we were watching them though. And one of the things that we ended up kind of jumping down our own rabbit hole just in the conversation was the fact that this couple owns a real estate company. You said, yep. They own a contracting company. They have a farm. She has um, a bakery. A, a bakery, and you said one. She a, has a, own a, a small shop. A small shop with, uh, with, excuse me, with furniture
0: and small goods. And then she has her goods. I believe they're in Target. Oh, I was it's at Target well. today. And so she, there's multiple income, multiple brands and multiple income revenues, which I think all, not necessarily all spawned off the show. I think the show magnified it. Yeah. They were already going, I think they would still end up being in the same place. I think that their
1: scalability was amplified by HGTV. And, and so now listen to all three of those things or all five of those things. You say they're very, you know, they're very different. But in actuality, everything could have been spawned from that farm, Um, whether it is the cupcakes, you still need the batter, which could be processed from the wheat, Um, the dairy, dairy, so you had the 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 cows, you had the eggs. And so when it comes to the the farmland, like they they both have architectural and um, interior design backgrounds. Mm -hmm. So it made sense for them to go into the real estate market. It made sense for them to go into the contracting business and for them to have an interior design business, which we didn't make mention of, but they also have that interior design business. So all those things correlate with one another. And that's not to say that you can't move on and and widen your base after you've gone deep. Right. And that's what a lot of people miss. So for me, when it comes into style, my primary focus, a lot of people think is, um, is clothing but it's actually focused on personal development it's and look that's why <laughs> but that's why we look at the, the the mental aspects of what you're dealing with we do actually move into skincare your skincare regimen your hygiene at the advice of you know the misfit um all those different types of aspects but then we also deal with your life like once we've established that trust i've been inside of your closet i've been inside right. of your headspace and in those different types of spaces we do have access to having some life some lifestyle development com- conversations what is your dating life looking like why are you single why are you dealing with different types of things Are you're in a relationship are you dealing with certain commitment issues and why you know with with mr misfit we've had several conversations with how style can affect um, the, the representation or symbolism that he's providing for his, his better half, right? Like, and so these, these all do spawn some other conversations, but again, I am going extremely deep into the minds of the people that I want to deal with and not simply saying, oh yeah, I got your clothes together. So you can go on, get the fuck on after this. Like it's, that's, that's after that. No, I really do care about the individual's Personal expression and what that means in the in the space of the rest of the world. And so um, I would tell you that when it comes to creating a blank canvas, understand what it is that you're going to paint, but also understand your media and how you can leverage that media to work for you, because those are going to be the things that are going to help foster um, the, the progression of what you're looking to do and trust and know this those elements your media has always been with you since you were you just don't know it yet you haven't right re- you ch- well you haven't chosen to recognize it yet because it's always been right in front right. of you kicking you in the face like you've always been that intuitive listener um you've always been on my side the talker like mm. and because of those things you didn't cultivate you you never mastered that one thing and until you're willing to master that one thing that has always been inside of you and has always been a part of you, you're going to find yourself spinning your wheels um, and painting a whole lot of different canvases. So that was
0: very impactful. That was way, we were way down we just, <laughs> bleh, in this rabbit hole. Hey, um, quick question. What book are you reading right now?
1: What book am I? I'm reading Crushing It. I, so just so you know, Gary Vee, shout out to, to you. Um, you... This wasn't the main plug. This wasn't. This wasn't what's supposed to be a main plug. We plugged Gary V heavily. Gary, I mean, damn it, man. Like, I'm gonna need you to come on to the to the uh, show at some point because we're gonna keep on plugging you. Um. And I'm also reading. I'm also reading a, a really. I shouldn't say I'm reading. I'm listening to an audio book. Um, and the audio book that I just uh, got was the Science of Selling that I'm reading by David Holfield. Um okay. And um, so yeah, so B and both Adrian and I, The Misfit, have had you know conversations about reading a book a month. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and try to beat him and read two books a month.
0: Because he's <laughs> listening to two books. I'm actually turning pages out here. No, I'm gonna read <laughs> one and listen to one. So I mean, but, you know, it's, um, it's all good. to answer the question, I, I'm also reading. Gary Vee's latest book, uh, Crushing It, and I am getting ready to... I want to reread The House of Gucci. Okay. And not from the most obvious point that it's the Gucci brand and everything, but it's actually a really good tragedy. Yes. And I I needed to read something that had more of a storyline. I think a lot of the things I've been reading lately, Charlemagne's book, which I finished last month, that was my first book of the year, uh, Black Privilege, there's a plug, was more of like a self-help book but it was, mm-hmm. it was a little bit of a story and i needed something a little little more of a storyline and okay. so I, that based on how much i enjoyed this podcast i i recently picked up and i listened to four episodes in a row and it was a storyline of the battle of netflix and and, and blockbuster mm-hmm. so that was really dope but i think the next book i'm gonna queue up i t- hate trying to read two books at a time is uh she comes first very good book which, which is oh so you read this so you, yeah i read okay book. So she comes first. I think it's a um, really interesting book. I picked this up off of, uh, a podcast that I recently picked up on called Cocktail. Shout out to those young ladies. Uh, very talented, very uh, talented, very raw, very honest uh, young ladies podcast. We might end up doing a
1: collaboration. Put that out maybe, to the Atmosphere.
0: Maybe maybe we'll send we'll send the uh, we'll cat in a hat. I don't think uh, should be on that podcast. <laughs> but anyways, great podcast. So. Let's let's wrap it. Let's close this up. We've been we're over our hour mark. Let's wrap this up with our post-it note, and we'll we'll get out of here. We'll get out this beach.
1: Michael Andrew, your post-it note. My post-it note. I gotta pull it back up. Um.
0: That's why I called you first. I had to pull
1: mine up. No, okay. was... see, um. So again, based on what we were talking about, I, I should flip that joint. Cause I dropped some jewels up in here today. <laughs> I'm like not t- patting myself on the back, but I'm patting myself on the back. Um, but my post note is that every morning, um, we need to remember that every morning is a blank canvas, and that it allows us to create something amazing. Um, so above all, live, love, and create. I mean that. So live your life. Live your life in your lane love what you're doing and always create something memorable even if it uh, is just memorable to you. It has such uh, an amazing impact on uh, on those around you even if it's just through your your uh, fervor and your, your excitement.
0: That's dope. I, I, I like that one. I like that one. My post-it note for today is if you don't change, you shall be removed from the competition. This is a little bit of a play on obviously Olympics yes. are up a lot of competition, but also it was spawning off of the Blockbuster and Netflix battle.
1: And the Barnes & Noble, apparently. The battle. Barnes & Noble. We were talking about <laughs> Barnes &
0: Noble. Um, we were also talking about some of those giants that got very complacent. Mm-hmm. And how complacency can... Complacency can ruin... You and self-destruct you, especially when you don't even know that you're competing. And that's the problem. A lot of people don't know that mm-hmm. they're actually competing. They think like, hey, I need to actually be actively competing. We are now in a world where we're always competing. Yeah. You're always competing whether you're in school, whether you're at work. You're always competing to get something. And it might not be a competition where it's like, hey, there's a first place and a second place. Or there's a win and a loss. It can be just pure competition for attention. Yep. It could be competition for like, hey, you, you know, if we can go back to the days when I was, uh, if you can be out here competing for that for that young lady. Yeah. You can be out here competing. Yep. And not knowing that you're competing for, uh, for her, but it might not be competing against another guy. You can very well be competing against her favorite show. You can be competing on Thursday date night with Scandal. Yeah. Real rap. But that's what it is. It requires change. And not necessarily, change I think is a strong word. Not necessarily change, but it requires a pivot Requires a counterpunch. It requires mm-hmm. evolution. So the complacency is what are taking out some of those big giants. Yeah. Like I believe the American auto industry got very complacent in the 60s and 70s. Very did. Very much so. And they didn't change. Mm-hmm. They went through two gas crises, didn't change, and then was very upset when Volkswagen came. In. Was very upset when the Japanese cars came in. Mm-hmm. And they never changed. And they now they can't keep up. Yeah. So that that's my post-it note, um, Michael Andrew. If you got, if you don't have anything, man, we can get out of here. We can we can cut this off. Like I want to get back to these Olympics. Well, it's ice skating now. I want to see some speed. I want to see some <laughs> some uh, bobsledding. I want to see some ski jumping. All those things. But thank you everyone for listening. Once again, it's jumping down the rabbit hole. We should have started with this. Our social media, where to find us, uh, jump down the rabbit hole
1: podcast episode twenty. We'll have it down.
0: Episode 20 we'll definitely have it down. We are, we are shooting. We're, we're not going to stop this episode. The funny thing is, we're going to look back and at episode eight, we're like episode eight hundred, and be like, what were we doing? Yes. But you can find us on uh, Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on those two platforms right now. Uh, we are going to fire up Facebook. We're going to fire up. Uh, we're going to fire up the the Tumblr as well we next episode look forward to it we are shooting to see if we can schedule our previous guest uh the lovely michelle she's looking to come back the thing is that um as you heard she was pregnant on last episode she still is pregnant so the schedule gets a little tough around this time she is due in the month of april so aries baby oh sorry sorry as the leo sits here and quietly but thank you everyone for listening (laughs) We out of here. Enjoy the Olympics. Enjoy your time. Continue to be creative. And let us know if there's a topic you would like for us to cover. We out of here. Peace. Shoot, hold on. Man, face ID.